0: Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What a joy it is to again share with you this morning. We are especially, the text is, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And for some of you who are not aware, we've been doing a series on the Lord's Prayer, and we're on the second petition. So, this is Luther's small catechism, he divides the Lord's Prayer up this way. The second petition, Thy Kingdom Come. What does, not, uh, what does this mean? God's Kingdom comes indeed without our praying for it. But we ask in this prayer that it may come also to us, And one more. How does this kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, so that by His grace, we believe His Holy Word and live a godly life on earth, now in heaven and forever. As I said, we had started this a few weeks ago, talking about the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to continue on that whole series of summer and walk through it. There's so much in this beyond what we normally, you know, we just say the Lord's Prayer off the top of our head and we often don't think about what we're saying. So we want to zero in a little bit more on this. Uh, This particular tradition was followed by the introduction, which we, remember, we talked about our Father and our Father being in and close to us on right now our lives as we live out our lives. He's not way far off in heaven, but He's near us and in us. Mm-hmm. Then the first petition, when we talk about our Father, we, we don't want to make Him so much like us that we forget that He is holy. And hallowed be thy name, He is holy. So... Then we turn around and come to this petition, which is the second petition, and we're asking that He comes, Thy kingdom come, and that we have Jesus telling us that something beyond our understanding. He, you know, it's interesting when He says, Thy kingdom come, to me, He is saying, Everything in the whole kingdom. We're asking. It's not just a little thing, but everything. And this, the richest man came to you in this world and said, how about the, I give you anything you want? And you say, oh, I just want a bowl of soup. That's all. You're not asking for nothing. Jesus, in this prayer, is urging us to have this whole kingdom come to you. It's beyond our imagination. It's just not a little thing. That God certainly wants us to bring our little things to Him in prayer, but we also are told by Jesus, "I urge you to pray this way: Thy kingdom come." Now that's more than just a little bowl of soup we're talking about. It is—it's huge what we are praying when we say that, and we forget that. Jesus is talking about thy kingdom come, and it mentions kingdom more than 100 times in the Gospel's blessings. He's always saying thy kingdom, thy kingdom, thy kingdom. Over and over he repeats that. And so it's not a place that we're talking about. It's the loving rule of Jesus in your lives. That's what we're talking about. And sometimes we forget. Uh, when it talks about kingdom in, in scripture, we divided it up this way. One is the kingdom of power. The kingdom of power means the ruling of this earth. Now, God created everybody. And we all fall under the kingdom of power. Now, he rules by fear here and you know pet questions of well, how can christians be in the service and so forth and kill somebody else it's by this kingdom of power that we're talking about so we divide it out a little bit differently it's kingdom of power and then the kingdom of grace and the kingdom of glory now you need to understand all three and the kingdom of Power comes under that civil order which he has provided for us in the whole, united, and all the world. Now, the kingdom of grace is different because we're talking about believers here. The other one is talking about the whole world. But then we have the kingdom of grace, which is talking about believers and how we relate to Jesus Christ and from Heavenly Fathers. And then the kingdom of glory, it's, we're not going to have that yet until we die and then go into that kingdom of glory. So there's three different kingdoms you've got to keep in mind here. And when we talk about the fulfillment of the kingdom of grace is what we're talking about this morning. So when we pray, Thy kingdom come, we're talking about the kingdom of grace that we are talking about to come to everybody in this life. And it's over and over. Jesus repeats this in the scriptures And one of the first things that He says in Matthew 4, 17, He says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now what does He mean by that? He's saying, I'm here. I'm, I'm the kingdom of grace. I'm here and I'm near you right now. He's talking to those people that he was speaking directly to at that time. And then how about Matthew 6.33, it says, but strive first for the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. And then Matthew summarizes the ministry of Jesus and the Holy Gospel with these words in 4.23, Matthew. Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of a kingdom. And so it's not the good news of just the power of, of the nation of Israel. It's the kingdom that He was bringing. And it was different than the kingdom of power. It was the kingdom of glory that we're talking about here. And Jesus comes to bring the kingdom love in individuals and he had to go to the cross in order to make that possible. And so he went to the cross for forsakenness for of people that have destroyed this world. And sometimes you look at this world and you just shake your head. You kind of have an adult Christmas list, don't things that you would like to have, you know, peace all around the world and so forth, uh, and all the things that we wish the world would have. But we're saying it's not the same as the kingdom of grace that he brings to you individually. You can live in this world that has so many interruptions in your life and so many terrible things happen because of the kingdom of grace that He brings to you. And the kingdom here is in the person of Jesus Christ. We do not belong to the kingdom of grace by nature. We have a choice. And so we're not forced to be in that kingdom of grace. We can live on the outside. The subject of Jesus Christ is as He talks It's all about having a belief and faith in Him. And uh, therefore, uh, we don't have to be puzzled with, you know, why hasn't God been to go out and destroy the devil? Well, He defeated him on the cross. That's what He was saying. We're not ready to give you the kingdom of glory. I still want to reach out to other people and bring them under the umbrella of the kingdom of grace. People can choose the second kingdom. And the second kingdom is the kingdom of Satan. And we have to be so careful that we're going down a straight and narrow path that's going to lead us to heaven. And he is urging us to pray that the Holy Spirit keeps coming to us He's already here in His fullness. But as we live our lives, we want to pray, uh, Thy kingdom come to us right now and and enlarge my faith. And we want the Holy Spirit to increase your faith in whatever possible way that He can, so that we can face all the trials of this world again. there are four areas where we pray that my kingdom come. One is for yourself. And right in the soul, that He it, it enlarges your relationship with Him in this life. And you want it to happen as much as possible. And for, listen to Luke 17, 21. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. He is telling you That's the kingdom that I'm concerned about bringing to you. And then Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now it is our task to be those who manifest the kingdom of His love to the rest of the world. And so we pray for that Kingdom of Grace, the Kingdom of God, to come to your family, and through fathers and mothers, as they live out their life, they want to pass on a legacy to their children, and so you know some of us struggle with you know kids leaving their faith as they are falling away, and that's sad, but when you pray thy kingdom come. You're including them in your prayer. So we pray for ourselves and include your family in that Lord's Prayer. And then we want it to include all the other family that we have in church. So that's another group of people. So when we pray our Father, and we're talking about our group here in church, and when we touch other people. It's not my father. It's our father. So we are praying, my kingdom come to our church right here in Seoul at this time and throughout the world. So we're praying that the Lord would bless this church. Every time we pray this prayer, we're including each other that, that are here in our own congregation as well across the world. And then, it's praying for the nation or the world itself. When we spread the gospel, we're saying, Thy kingdom come, and it's the grace, the kingdom of grace. We want this to be throughout the whole world. Wouldn't it be great if everybody in the world believes in Jesus Christ? We wouldn't have the problems to we And so we're praying, Lord, send mightily our kingdom come to this world. And... The best illustration I can think of is that if I would go fishing, and I was in a boat, and all of a sudden the boat starts to leak, and I'm ending up in the water, and I need to be rescued, I'm going to say, Lord, rescue me. And then you look over and see all the other people that were in the boat with you are also in trouble. They're in the water too. And so you say, Lord, rescue those other people. That's what you're praying. And then you're uh, also saying, Lord, we need help to be rescued by the church. We're also being rescued. uh, So that we can not just take the boat to the dock or to the land where we can be saved. We're saying, Lord, take us to heaven. And so all that is involved in this little prayer of thy kingdom come. And so we, you know, oftentimes we are self-centered so much that we forget that we need to broaden our thoughts out and we say, are thy kingdom come to us, not just to myself? And so Jesus says in trying to reorient us in the direction of our life, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things. Seek first of the kingdom of grace is what he's saying. At the very beginning, I gave you a verse. Now look at this. Turn it back to this verse. Rich. Now right there. Look, yep, right there. Do not be afraid. This is my challenge for you as you live out your life. Do not. This is God speaking to you. And, and, and Jesus, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants you to have it. And I want you to understand that you can walk out this week and know that God walks with you because you pray the Lord's Prayer in this congregation and, and, and hopefully your daily Life that you have asked, thy kingdom's come, and he wants to give it to you. That's what that verse is saying. And so I challenge you to give your hearts to his kingdom and be submissive to his kingdom, reign for his kingdom here on earth. In Jesus' name, and we all said, Amen. All right.